You're listening to a bonus episode of Chatology with Angie Elkins. This is a re-airing of the special Sick of Me series I did with Whitney Caps. I'm so glad you're here for it. Take a minute to subscribe to Chatology and join us for the new season beginning September 3rd. Sick of Me podcast series with Whitney Gabs. I'm your host, Angie Elkins. I'd like to invite you into my conversation with Whitney, where we are on a spiritual journey from transparency to transformation. Hey, friends, welcome back to the Sick of Me podcast. I'm Angie Elkins of Chatology. And I'm Whitney Caps, the author of Sick of Me, and this is our branded podcast, Sick of Me, and we're so glad you're here. We're so excited. Now, you guys have probably been listening along. This is episode four, so we're more than halfway through, but um, you know that this podcast goes along with Whitney's book, Sick of Me. That's available wherever you buy books, so it doesn't matter, though. If you've not read the book, just keep listening. This is a girlfriend chat Mm -hmm. just around some concepts in the book. You don't even have to have read the book Mm -hmm. to listen to what we're chatting about today. So we're glad you joined us. That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. So at the end of our conversation last time, we talked about how we all need that one friend, that girlfriend, you know, who's going to tell us the hard truth. And those friends are not very often easy to find. No, for sure they're not. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely not. But I think before we even talk about what we would look for in that kind of friend, it might be helpful for us just to flesh out what does that kind of relationship look like? And what kind of person, what kind of friend are we looking for? So first things first, let me just say that I know what this friendship looks like because I have people in my life who don't fit that category. Mm. And I've been the person who doesn't fit that category. You and I have talked about this, Angie. Girlfriends have a tendency to, especially with the people that we love and cherish most, our best girlfriends, if she is struggling or feeling conviction, we desperately want to rescue her from that. We want to make her feel better. We don't want her to feel ashamed or discouraged or hurt. But what we don't realize sometimes is that we are rescuing her from the very conviction that the Holy Spirit Mm. wanted to use to bring change. So it kind of goes back to that idea of condemnation. We think, don't feel condemned. So true. When it's not necessarily that, it's actually the Holy Spirit at work. That's exactly right. And we may not always know on the outside looking in, but I do think just in general as women, especially those of us in the church culture who are living life on life beside each other and desperately want our girlfriends to look and live more like Jesus, Mm. to be sensitive to the fact that if my girlfriend is feeling conviction, I want to encourage her and say, I see that you're struggling, and I'm so proud that you're doing the hard work of chasing after Jesus. How can I pray for you? Mm. So just maybe as an encouragement for those of us who sometimes are the rescuer, who don't (laughs) want our girlfriends to feel bad, as a personal challenge just for us to say, let me look for where God is at work rather than where she is uncomfortable. Mm. Because our discomfort is the place where the Holy Spirit steps in to bring us 
comfort. Mm. He's the comforter, but he can't comfort us if we're not uncomfortable. And I think conviction makes us uncomfortable in the best possible way. And he wants to step in, but sometimes we beat him to the punch Mm -hmm. and we make her feel better. And so she misses Mm -hmm. the work that conviction intended. So that's just a word of encouragement. And maybe it's just for me, but man, I can be the rescuer of anybody that I feel like is kind of down or feeling frustrated. And I bet that's you too, because you are the consummate cheerleader, Totally, I can totally see it. Totally, I am. Now, here's an example. If my girlfriend came to me, I mean, this is totally random. This is not at all anything that's ever happened to me, Whitney. (laughs) If um, I was maybe binge watching Downton Abbey and didn't get my Bible study done, and my girlfriend was like, girl, it doesn't matter. No big deal. What would be the right thing for her to say to me? So if you communicated, hey, listen, you guys, I didn't get my Bible study done because I was watching Downton Abbey, and y'all know it's my favorite, which, by the way, it does happen to be Angie's. Um, A good girlfriend might say, hey, listen, are you just feeling guilty about that and it's shame? Or do you really feel like you didn't manage your time well this week? Yeah, So sometimes when somebody says something like that, maybe just ask a question and try and get at what's going on. Because the reality is sometimes as women, we do walk in shame Mm -hmm. and condemnation. And we need a girlfriend to say, I don't think that's where you are. Um, but it's we have to be close enough and in relationship enough to ask good questions to get at what's going on with this conviction and this confession, mm-hmm. which leads us to another topic that I think would be helpful for us to maybe discuss a little bit. We want to be authentic and broken and transparent in our relationships. And let me say, please don't misunderstand me. You guys, that's such a virtue. Yeah. It is so good for Christians to say, this is who I authentically am. And it is not perfect. It is not plastic. And I don't have it all together. That is a good thing. Right. But sometimes in an effort to be authentic or genuine or transparent, we fall into some transparency traps. And I want us to talk about those just quickly because it can miss the point of the gospel. One of my really good friends, Krista, will often say, I don't think I would have shared that. And Krista (laughs) is so wise, and she usually is in reference to somebody kind of oversharing. Have you ever heard somebody say, like, and you're like, oh, oh, mercy, that was too much, too much too soon, (laughs) TMI, legit. Yeah. Um, But what Krista's getting at, and she said this to me before, and I thought it was so profound, is we need to be careful that we don't always share from a place of brokenness if we have not confessed to the Lord first. Mm. And I thought that was so wise because what she's saying, and the reason it was so wise is because, man, it convicted me. Sometimes I'll confess to my girlfriends because I know they're going to make me feel better, and I don't want to have to deal with the conviction before the Lord. And sometimes they'll say, it's okay, we we all struggle with that. We so understand. And for me, end of story. I don't think about it again. Yeah, we let each other off the hook. Totally. Yes. Totally. And the Holy Spirit's like, I I, I wasn't done with that conviction. We weren't through yet. Yeah. And so let's just have kind of maybe as a benchmark that we should never confess to a person before we've confessed to the Lord. Mm, Good. Because if we do, is it possible? And I don't know, is it possible that I'm wanting her approval Hmm. rather than actually dealing with the sin issue Hmm. that's kind of there? So in the book we talk about, there are three different categories. There is immature transparency, which is what we just described. It's basically just, I'm going to volley this up there so that you kind of make me feel better about myself. (laughs) And I'm not really sorry about it, but I think talking about it kind of kind of does the same work as conviction and confession. That's simply not true. It's really a diversion Mm -hmm. where I don't want to deal with it, but I'm going to confess it to you because I know that 
likely than not, you're going to make me feel better. Right. And I won't feel as alone. And I certainly won't have to feel ashamed. And so I don't have to deal with those things. That's immature transparency. Mm. And we want to be really careful if we hear that or if we step into it mm. to say, gosh, have I, am I genuinely sorrowful mm. over this sin? This would be when you and I casually kind of, you know, when we casually walk into Bible study and we're like, you guys, I so didn't get my lesson done this week. <laughs> and our girlfriends are like, oh, it's okay. Everybody has those weeks. No big deal. Well, why am I confessing that? Because my workbook's empty and I know you're going to see it and I don't want you to judge me. Mm. Or because my workbook is empty and I know I didn't steward my time well. Mm-hmm. You see how those are really yeah. different motivations? Totally. If we fall into that transparency trap where I just want to be let off the hook, I'm never going to get to the place of transformation. Mm. So that's immature transparency. Now, there's also something called premature transparency where I may feel genuine conviction, but I want to confess it to you, but I don't really want you to hold me accountable for it. And Mm. sometimes we think if we confess it, somebody is not going to call us out for it or hold us accountable. And so it's also kind of a distraction. I'm going to confess this. You're going to think I'm spiritually mature because I had the spiritual maturity to say this thing that otherwise I might would keep hidden, but I'm not really going to deal with it. Mm. And so we might feel bad about it, but we don't have practical steps or tools in place to actually turn from it. Give me an example of how you would do that. So um, for instance, I might call a girlfriend and be like, oh my gosh, Chad and I had the biggest fight today and I was so ugly and I hate it. It just, I hate that when we fight, I lose my cool with him Mm. and it really frustrates me. End of dis- now, I, maybe you can remember a conversation like that. Let me tell you how they usually play out for me. Usually it's just like, oh, girl, I've so been there, and I so understand. They just right. know how to push our buttons, and I get it. And yes, I've been there too. That's different than, hey, listen, I was personally convicted today, and I acted in a way that didn't honor Chad, and it was really fleshly. Will you pray with me hmm. about not falling into that same trap again? Or... I want you to, if you if you happen to think about it, just pray for me and shoot me a text message that mm-hmm. you're asking God to guard my mouth and guard my thoughts when I lose my cool with mm-hmm. my husband. It's, it's different. It's transparency, but with a purpose. Mm. And so I think that's not falling into a trap where I confessed it and I feel better and you're impressed with me, but we have not really made specific, we've not charted a specific course towards transformation. You tell a story about Krista when she said something kind of confrontational. It's interesting the way you put it in the book, though. I was a little taken back by like, oh, she said what? (laughs) So tell us that story real quick. Absolutely. Well, um, Krista and I were at lunch, and she is not just one of my best friends, but she really is a spiritual mentor for me. And at this particular day at lunch, I was just kind of lamenting this place that I was in and how frustrated I was and all the things that were kind of going wrong spiritually for me and just that I felt like I was kind of beating my head against a brick wall. And these were the things I was doing, but yet I wasn't seeing fruit from it. And I'll never forget, she reached across the table and she patted my hand and she said, "Wet." You've told me a lot about you. Why don't you tell me about Jesus? Mm. And let me just say, if you do, if you read it and it sounds harsh, Krista is that tender and that gentle. Mm. But what she meant was I had spent 30 minutes of our lunch talking about myself mm. as a backhanded way of talking about my spiritual life. Mm. But yet I had not talked to her about what God was teaching me, the new things I'd learned about Jesus' character, the ways that the Word had brought insight into my life. It was just this downward spiral of me, me, me. And it was a very tender but very gracious way of saying, hey, friends, snap out of it. 
Because if you keep focusing on you, guess where you're going to stay? Mm. Focused on you. Yeah. So let's talk about Jesus. Mm. And it was such a gift. Now, full disclosure, it made me kind of like, it kind of caught my breath. And I immediately <laughs> was like, how can I justify myself? How can I defend? Yeah, and man. I thought, no, she's so right. Mm. But what she did beautifully in that moment was listen. Mm. She so listened and she heard everything I said. But she stopped me in a pattern that was not going to move me closer to Jesus. Mm, that's good. And I think she just turned it a little bit. Yeah. So, and when we're looking for that kind of friend, what what kind of friend are we looking for? What does that friend do? Absolutely. So I think there are a couple of things. Um, one, I think it gets to our third category, which is mature transparency. Mm-hmm. And the reason I think this is important is because I've seen Krista model this time and time and time again. Mature transparency does one of two things. It says, hey, this is where I was, mm. but let me tell you what Jesus did mm. with that so I can cast hope. But it's not always looking back kind of with these rose-colored glasses of, oh, it's going to be fine, because mm-hmm. sometimes that can bother us if we're in the trenches of hurt and heartache. But mature transparency can also say, I am really struggling right now. This is my current struggle. But I can look back at times when in a similar situation, God was faithful. Mm. So I'm going to ask God to do again what He did there or ask for Him to reveal Himself to me in a new and powerful way. And I'm going to go back and grab those habits and those disciplines and those things that I did then that are going to move me more towards a God is best mentality today. Mm. The reason I could trust Krista is because she does mature transparency. She doesn't just share her junk. It is not just so that we get to commiserate and Mm -hmm. tell each other, oh my gosh, you're okay, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. No, it's to say, I'm I'm not okay, you're not okay, and Jesus is not okay with Mm -hmm. us being not okay. Someone I know calls the the commiserating kind of friend your chips and salsa friends. Oh, so true. Yes. I mean, in that kind of, it's not real nutrition. It's just, and it's real feel good. Mm -hmm. Nothing nothing at all wrong with chips and salsa. Oh, girlfriend, no. But you know what I'm saying? It's just, when when we are, if that's our complete diet, Mm -hmm. and those are our complete friends, are just our chips and salsa friends. Girlfriends cannot live off chips and salsa alone. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, that's so true. And so I I think what you want to begin to look for, as you said, when you're looking for that friend is, who have I seen model mature transparency where I know she's broken? She's not plastic. She's not fake. I know that I've seen the real side of her, Mm -hmm. but I also know that she's seen Jesus work and she gives him glory and credit for that. But I also know that she has... She has evidence of the fact that Jesus is alive even in the midst of her struggles. Mm. And she's not just looking for somebody to make her feel better. She's looking for Jesus to make her better. That's what we look for. There are people listening who just are having a hard time even picturing themselves trusting a woman like that. I, I think that is one of the biggest barriers for us as women in creating these deep, authentic friendships where we have conversations that matter we don't trust each other. That's and exactly. sometimes we have a good reason not to trust. Absolutely. So what do you think about that? How do we find women or a, even one friend who we know we can trust? Absolutely. And let's just, let's all say together, y'all, girlfriends hurt girls. Yes, they do. Um, they're grown-up mean girls, too. And we've all been wounded. And um, I don't think that's a unique experience, but Angie and I together just want to say, we get it, and Mm. we're really sorry. Like, I know that's a real and genuine hurt, and in no way do we want it to sound like we expect you just to brush that off. 
But um, as we've talked about, part of sanctification, one of the gifts that we develop as we are sanctified and grow more mature is a discernment, Mm. a discernment to understand who is safe. And let me be clear, everybody is not safe to be trusted with your transparency. And premature and immature transparency doesn't ask that question. Mm. Have you ever seen somebody come in and kind of vomit all over a group of people that you're like, I don't think we needed to know all that. She wasn't (laughs) using discernment or mature transparency. Mm -hmm. And so part of that is before I spill my guts to somebody, have they invested it and are are they worth that kind of transparency? Because mm-hmm. they have to have a certain level of spiritual maturity or know you well enough to be able to speak into that. And I don't think that's true for everybody, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Um, so it is being discerning and it is being cautious. But then I also think we have to be able to look for those people, and this is true in my life, um, you have to invite those people into conversation with mm. you. Because what I've found is that sometimes some of the most spiritually mature people aren't the people who go around handing out advice, you know, because they're thoughtful. In fact, they're usually they're not. They're usually not. That's exactly, that's a true story. Um, and so these may be people where you may have to, and believe me when I, this, this sounds uncomfortable and it would be hard, but what a compliment to go up to a senior saint in your life or in your church and say, I respect you so much, and I know that we don't know each other that well, but I'm struggling. Could we just have coffee? Because mm-hmm. I'd love to get your opinion on something. Yeah. Because very spiritually mature people who deal with transparency carefully and wisely are not often on a street corner telling you shoulda, coulda, woulda. <laughs> you know. And so sometimes you may have to seek them out and ask for their help and mm-hmm. look for them. They're the the proverbial person who will tell you when you have food in your tea. Yeah. That that's person. Exactly right. That's what a real friend that's does. Exactly right. right. So true. Yeah. <laughs> they will say the hard thing and say, I love you too much for you to keep that piece of broccoli in your front teeth while you go get on Insta story. That's exactly right. So let's just say it it is not easily found, but it's because they're a treasure worth finding. Mm. And they're not they're not everywhere. But these are the people that and let me we talked about this just you and I kind of casually. It doesn't even have to be somebody that you have something in common with, Mm. because sometimes what you have in common is Jesus, Mm. and that's enough. That really is enough. So don't be afraid, if you're a single woman, to ask a married woman to hang out with you, to ask a widowed woman to come and have coffee with you. Or if you have toddlers, don't be afraid to ask a college student to come and hang out with you, because what we have in common is not life circumstance or experience, Mm. but Jesus. Yeah, I think we often want to drift toward people who we do have a life stage in common with. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that, but we're missing out by keeping it exclusively to people in our life stage. Yes. For sure. Yes. There is such a rich tapestry within the body of Christ, and we we gravitate towards like, and yet we miss, oh my goodness, that's how God worked in her life? I love that I got to see that unique aspect of the faithfulness of God in circumstances that I haven't experienced. Mm. Yeah. It's so good. And we're going to, next episode, I'm excited because we're going to talk more about that community, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the community as a whole. So today we've talked about that that small inner circle, Mm -hmm. personal community. But 
next time, we're going to talk about expanding that circle and finding a big body of believers and community. So thank you guys for listening today. If you have not picked up your copy of Sick of Me by Whitney Caps, please do that and join us in reading it. It's a great read, and we love having you here to chat with us every week. So exactly join us. Right. Hey, let me give one little bit of encouragement. If you're struggling to find somebody to do community with, maybe get her a book. Y'all read it together oh, and listen to this podcast together and process and see how the two of you could maybe begin to build that friendship and community as you process this stuff together. That's a great idea. It's really, you could even think of it like a book club. Yeah, Let's just grab a book. Let's just read it together and have a discussion about it. That's it. It's not, let's do a Bible study. Nothing like, no pressure. Yeah. And then I bet the Holy Spirit, as you work through this together, will begin to tell you if she is the safe kind of person Mm. with whom you could have an ongoing deep relationship. Such a great idea. Thanks for joining us this week, friends. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining Whitney and I today. Please remember to check out all the links in the show notes where you'll find places to purchase Whitney's book, Sick of Me, as well as the accompanying Bible study called We Over Me. Remember to follow Whitney and me on social media. We would love to connect with you on Facebook and Instagram. You can find links in the show notes as to where to find us. Now, as you listen to this episode, I bet you thought of a friend or two who might like to hear this message. Would you text this episode link to that friend right now? This is the best way to get a great conversation started. Thank you again for listening. As you head into the rest of your day, we pray you will be inspired to pursue not just honesty in your relationships, but holiness. That's where actual change happens and when we become more like Jesus.